Welcome to the Knowledge at Wharton podcasts. Knowledge at Wharton is the online research and business analysis journal of the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Support for Knowledge at Wharton podcasts comes from Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their long-term financial goals at Vanguard.com. Additional funding for this podcast comes from Frank and Francis Brownstein. Earlier this week, Warren Buffett made a $31 billion gift to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to help it find cures for the world's 20 worst diseases and also to improve the educational opportunities for all Americans. Buffett's contribution in the form of 10 million shares of Berkshire Hathaway stock to be transferred in increments over a number of years will nearly double the size of the existing foundation, which is already the world's largest. But questions have immediately arisen as to how $60 billion can be effectively managed, what impact the donation will have on other donors, and whether the foundation has come up with the best approach to solving systemic health problems in developing countries. Ian McMillan, Wharton Professor of Innovation and Entrepreneurship and Director of the Saul C. Snyder Entrepreneurial Research Center, has agreed to talk with me, Robbie Schell, and Steve Guglielmi about this gift. Professor McMillan's areas of interest include societal wealth creation, technology strategy, and managerial and entrepreneurial approaches to knowledge management. Mac, I'd like to start by asking you the same question that Bill Gates himself raised during an appearance at the New York Public Library on Monday. How hard will it be to spend this huge amount of money effectively? Uh, I would imagine that uh, Mr. Gates, who's elected to step down uh, from chief uh, technology officer or chief software officer at uh, Microsoft uh, to take over the direction of this thing is not going to have too much trouble uh, finding ways to spend that money. But what I find particularly exciting about this is that uh, Warren Buffett has uh, recognized that Gates and the Gates Foundation is one of the few foundations uh, in the world today that's really focused on outcomes rather than on inputs. So it's not going to be that difficult. It may be a little more difficult to spend it wisely, but it certainly won't be difficult to spend that amount of money if he, as he says, really cares about helping the world's poor. Do you have any ideas as to what he should spend the money on? This may end up being a a theme in much of this discussion, but uh, I believe that uh, uh, what he's doing now is basically right. It's a business-like way of approaching things. He's looking at outcomes. He's looking at people who are uh, immunized. He's looking at uh, educating people. His, his whole approach is, a, is, is kind of looking at outcomes and results rather than just continuing to perpetuate the problem. So uh, he, he should continue to spend money on the world's uh, worst diseases, the top 20 worst diseases. He should continue to spend money on uh, driving education through to every member of the uh, U.S. population at first and then to the rest of the world. Uh, Those are the right things to do. What about the concern that this huge foundation will let others off the hook, that they'll feel they no longer have to give aid to these causes now that Gates is on the case? Anyone who's 
who, who lets themselves off the hook now is not truly a philanthropist. The, the problems of the world are so large and so urgent that there's really no reason to say, well, Gates gave, so I shouldn't. Uh, that's just uh, incorrect thinking. What do you see as the biggest challenge Gates faces in the developing countries, uh, ranging from maybe poor infrastructure to unresponsive or corrupt local governments or whatever? If I think about Africa, and I am African, um, our hugest problems lie in what we do with the destitution uh, that sort of roils over the continent. Uh, a huge part of it is uh, government corruption. Uh, a huge part of it is uh, people who are simply in a situation where they can't feed themselves. And uh, a huge part of it is uh, simply taking the money that is given to help these people and channeling it directly into uh, corrupt government officials' overseas accounts. And this is a place where I think uh, Mr. Gates, when he takes charge, is going to make darn sure that that sort of thing stops. It's going to be difficult because it's become a, a basically entitlement in the eyes of many of these corrupt government officials. But uh, Gates is tough enough to impose his will upon a situation like that. Gates says his foundation has been engaging in micro-lending for the past 18 months, granting small loans to poor people so they can start their own businesses and not require constant aid handouts. How successful can Gates be at this? Is it a good strategy? I think that uh, creating entrepreneurial self-sufficiency is one of the most important weapons we can look at. Uh, in particular, many, many women will uh, be able to create many businesses for themselves. Uh, the real concern I have, though, is that there's another set of uh, opportunities that tend to go unconsidered, and that is the opportunity to help small businesses that are growing to, uh, to grow faster. Uh, many small companies, particularly in countries like those in Africa and other developing nations, don't have a banking system that makes loans available for companies. And uh, what you find happening is that uh, a firm that kind of s survives the market test and actually can begin to build runs out of money and has nowhere to go to get that money. So I would submit that a significant uh, amount of money could be set aside to help businesses grow faster. In many cases, when you fund a uh, startup situation, uh, all you're really doing is uh, kind of creating the possibility that the money will be wasted uh, as, as the business fails. So why not focus on uh, firms that have survived the market test as well and make sure that they get the money to grow? Because this in turn creates employment not just for the entrepreneur but for others. So I think it's a, it's a good idea to do this and it's working very successfully in many countries at the moment. And many foundations and organizations that are doing this. But uh, and, uh, what, when I say this, what I mean is uh, micro-lending. But I think we should also start to put some money into helping small businesses grow faster. Some press reports have suggested that Buffett's gift is a statement that the capitalist system, which has made him one of the richest men in the world, has failed to provide for society's poorest people. Do you think this is in fact what Buffett is saying? Um, I think this is simply a manifestation of the sort of idiocy that you get from some of these uh, pr uh, press people. 
they have nothing good to say, and so they don't say it. So you think this was just one reporter's interpretation of, of the gift? I'm surprised that uh, it's only one. I mean, there's a, a whole cadre of people out there that are determined to see that nothing good happens in this world and report only the blackest news in the worst possible light. How would you go about measuring the success of this foundation? I think um, by focusing on outcomes. I think that uh, when people approach the Gates Foundation, what he will probably do is say, well, let's have a look at outcomes. Let's look at how many children were immunized. Uh, let's look at uh, what's happened to the nutrition in the region in which you're going. Let's look at how many children were actually educated. Uh, let's look at um, results. And, uh, and that's how one measures the success, is how many people are helped. And uh, with this kind of money and with some care in not spending it too fast, uh, you know, we're talking about helping millions of people here. And if we hold the agencies who ask for this money's feet to the fire in terms of measurable outcomes, uh, I think this is going to do an immense amount of good. And we'll see it in terms of healthier, happier lives for millions of people. What kinds of safeguards would you have to set up to ensure that the money is wisely spent? Are you concerned about Gates' ability to do that? Uh, I, I really think that he will put in place the appropriate systems. Uh, I think that uh, the safeguards uh, again come to uh, making sure that if you say you're going to do something, it will be measured and what you are going to do should be seen in the light of what value does it add to society. What could be the biggest potential downside of this gift? Hmm. If the, there's a subset of agencies out there uh, who claim to be philanthropic and in a way what they've done is they set up a self-perpetuating system that allows them to it's what uh, Paul Thoreau in his book, Darkest Star in Africa, what he calls the agents of virtue. And what they do is they put in place uh, organizations that simply ensure that uh, they spend as much money as they can making themselves comfortable and uh, ensuring that the next year's round of grants comes in so they can continue to be comfortable. And to me, the big danger is that these organizations start to get their claws into, into the Gates Foundation money. And I, I think if we can prevent that from happening, it will be a very good thing. Another downside is that uh, somehow or other this money gets channeled into corrupt government officials' overseas accounts. Because the uh, many of these governments, not all of them, note, but many of these governments have no interest whatsoever in the starvation ending in their countries or the diseases being solved because what that'll mean is that the aid will stop flowing. And when the aid, you know, and, and, and that means that the little channel to the overseas account is, is going to run, run dry. So uh, my dangers lie in, in, or my concern lies in uh, the ability to avoid that happening. Another one which I'm hoping will happen as a result of the kind of work I think the Gates Foundation will be undertaking is uh, to reduce what I call the tin cup dependencies that are created. Where a problem occurs, uh, aid uh, goes in to solve the problem, it doesn't solve the problem, uh, and what happens is that people keep on coming back with their tin cups. 
And the worst case of all is when this tin cup dependency, coupled with a sense of entitlement, leads the people themselves to believe that there's nothing they can do or want to do to solve the problem themselves. Uh, I strongly suspect this is just not going to happen with uh, the Gates Foundation, but this could be a real danger. Okay, last question. How would you spend this money if it was yours? You've mentioned uh, helping small companies as opposed to the, uh, or in addition to the micro-lending mm -hmm. uh, strategy. Are there, are there other areas you'd spend this money on? Well, you know, this is, this is going to be self-serving, and so let's be upfront about it. You know, we've got a program here where I believe that it is possible when you use the, uh, the talents of a university like the University of Pennsylvania to look at social problems that one can begin to create businesses, actually create businesses that attack the problem, and the businessman or businesswoman makes money solving the problem. And uh, what that does is takes out that tin cup dependency, because if the person can start to make money doing it, you set in motion a virtuous cycle rather than a vicious cycle. And um, the more money the person makes, the more people are helped. The more people are helped, the more money the person makes. So it's a for-profit, it's a for-profit yeah, model. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a for-profit, but it's, it's got, what we're trying to do is firstly put our energy and our own money where our mouth is and say let's go out there and try to create these businesses that if they work can be replicated across the planet in places where they need it. Uh, the second uh, important thing is that uh, uh, you don't have to make a lot of money if you're an entrepreneur in a developing economy. So what would be regarded in this country as limited uh, uh, kind of profits could be a bonanza for somebody in, in our, our countries in Africa and Latin America and so on. So it doesn't take a, a lot of money to be made in order to, to make it worthwhile for them. And then the third thing that we're hoping is that um, if we can configure the right kinds of businesses, then you go to a philanthropist and say, if you will make a one-time investment in this plant or in this factory that we're going to create, you will create jobs and employment and improve health and nutrition for decades without us ever having to come back to you for money because it will become self-sustaining. So that's one of the places where I think I would spend the money and I'm certainly hoping that some, you know, somebody like the Gates Foundation would start to look at that as one of the ways of uh, uh, tackling the problem of uh, poverty. After all, both um, uh, Mr. Gates and Mr. Buffett started off as entrepreneurs and look what happened with them. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.